and uh, somewhere there <laughs> in, during this time, as we are continuing to broadcast, uh, you know, on our own shows, we started exploring the idea of building a workshop, creating, building something new. Hey friend, it's David Nabinski here in New York City. So excited for this Portfolio Career Podcast episode with Maria Zenadu. Uh, this episode is a perfect complement to last week's episode on the 15 reasons why I think a podcast can accelerate your career and also talking about my career and portfolio career journey since starting the podcast in 2018 and also the episode before with Howard Gray about the benefits of creating online workshops and more. Maria is the host of Impact Learning Podcast. We were initially were students together in the podcasting fellowship run by Seth Godin and Alexandra De Palma in the summer of 2018. Uh, you may remember she was a prior guest on the show in November 2019. In addition to first being students in the summer of 2018, uh, we then were lucky and honored to serve as coaches through three cohorts of the podcasting fellowship uh, through the summer of 2019. And then Maria and I decided to pilot and experiment an advanced podcasting workshop in the fall of 2019. You'll learn about the details behind that, how it came to be, what we learned, how we developed it, and so much more. Um, you will also learn the benefits of adjacent skills, projects, and the importance of finding the right people to work with, and more. Um, this is a really candid conversation among two great friends. As always, this episode with Timestamp Notes is available at my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Maria. Hi, Maria. Hey, David. How are you? Fantastic. You know, it's been about two years since we first met through a workshop, and workshops have been, especially podcast workshops, have been very profound to me. And uh, I know you have a podcast called Impact Learning and you're really fascinated in this topic. So uh, I guess I'd just be really curious to hear, initially let's just first start off on talking about what are workshops and how they've been helpful to you as a, as a participant. Mm -hmm. So when I think of workshops, and that was actually the reason that I decided to take workshops, and also this one particularly, um, it was the best way to learn something new, develop a new skill, like I did not know much about podcasting. I had listened to podcasts before, but that was all about it. I did not know the technology. I did not know anything about the, uh, the other things. So it was, a, I want to say, organized way to learn, to develop skills. But what I like about this kind of workshops versus an online course that you just watch videos is that basically we are learning by doing the work, by creating actually work. And that was why I chose, uh, you know, to basically participate in the podcasting fellowship the summer of 2018. Okay. You know, then we've, we both got the opportunity and the privilege to then serve as coaches um, in the podcasting fellowship thereafter. H how do you think about kind of coaching in a workshop or being a host or a guide in a workshop and some skills and, and some of the benefits of, of doing that? David, can I take a step back? Because I want to give a little bit of uh, what I think we have both shared as students. And I think that led us to some of the, the activities and the contributions we made as coaches. So I think what we did well, at least when I, 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 got to, when I met you, that was one thing that I observed about you. That you were, although it was something new, 
you were not hesitating. You were showing up every day. You were learning. You were doing the work. And also you were sharing with others. That's how we met. Like you contributed to my post, to my work, you know, to my recording, vice versa. So I think we showed up and we contributed and we navigated what I call the learning curve very well, because this is a very challenging part for most of the students. Every time we go on a new learning curve, it is challenging. And I think we both navigated that well. And we very generously contributed to the community, not to everyone, you know, to, to a few people, but I think we made, and I can say that, and I'm very grateful for the contributions you've made to my work and your support. Like, so we contributed very generously to the community. So I think these, these are the two things that differentiated us. And uh, although I have not asked Alex and Seth directly the question, why did you, you know, reach out to David and myself for coaching? I can only think that this, this kind of behaviors we're behind the reason. What do you think? Yeah, I think that that's, uh, well, I was really surprised by that. And I think a takeaway from that also is you don't know the impact that your work is having. You don't know the friendships that you're building. And I think that that is in a workshop and outside of a workshop as well. So, you know, sometimes you, you get to learn that whenever sometimes either you, you know, see an opportunity and then you apply to it or you have a conversation and it comes up or you ask about it. But so a lot of times I feel like, especially you do a lot of the work and just lead and, and just keep your head down and keep um, serving. And so leading by example, it's not only like with only doing the work, doing the work is, is crucial. It's the number one uh, step, but leading by example and then sharing with others. These are the two things that I noticed about you. Because many people, which is a good thing, many people, you know, many of us were doing our work. But I think leading by example, showing up, keeping your promises and helping others. Mm -hmm. And I also think another good point to bring up here is about workshops is there's an opportunity to expose yourself to new ideas, but the commitment and the risk is very low. So for me, I thought I wanted to create a podcast, but I kind of just took a leap of faith and then through the process and it was transformational experience. And then I was able to do it because of generous supporters like you building all these other skills and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't like I was on the hook like you are when you officially go to school or start a company where there's a lot more call it risk or money put into it. And then also with you, you came into the workshop initially and actually didn't even, you published your podcast a little bit after that. So I think that's also another benefit to workshops. It's, it's a sandbox. It's a place to, to play around and, and to experiment and with other people that are on a similar journey. And I think that that's another thing that I've really taken away from my workshop experience is how rare and valuable that is. And without really experiencing workshops, it's hard to really kind of like know about it <laughs> unless you've really done it. Yeah, it was a safe, a safe place, like a sandbox, a playground that basically we felt comfortable to learn and create our work. I never felt behind, like I never felt I felt behind. But if you look at dates, maybe someone would say that, but I never felt this way. And I always felt supported. And I did appreciate the nudges from you. 
<laughs> you know, in between the time that you had uh, launched and I hadn't, and you would always remind me, actually, you would always say, I cannot wait to see your podcast, Maria, which is lovely. <laughs> okay, so let's move to coaching. Yep. The beauty, I think, is that we continued to do our work. And uh, you and I have talked about the concept of like being a hands-on coach, where we are basically sharing meaningful and very specific advice because we are on the same journey. We are doing the same work. There is nothing generic in the kind of coaching you and I did in the fellowship because we really address specific needs. We leverage empathy, tension, guidance, resourcefulness, all these things that any every coach would do. But I think... We, we've, we had been and we have been on the same journey, which, and you have, you say that so nicely, you say that we've, we are like a few steps ahead. So talk to us about this, because I think that's the part that differentiates us or make, makes people more comfortable with us. What do you mean when you say we are just a few steps ahead? Yeah. So I think the call it action item or the key takeaway of this few steps ahead is as you start to develop a base level of skills, a body, initial body of work, there's other people that you could help out with that are just getting started, but also then the importance to look for ways to continue to level up your work and coaching on the job, um, which I think is what you're kind of talking about here, which is doing the work, helping other people along the way, as opposed to um, some type of coaching, which can just be, where are you trying to go? and guiding people. Well, in this case, it was, I'm going here too. Um, you might be interested in this. And here's what I just did. If that's something that sounds interesting to you, I'm happy to talk about it. So the few steps ahead, I think is, yeah, it's a recognizing that so often there's people that are interested in what you're doing that you could support. And then also when you're doing that, it is, it is further developing your skills so I think that that was a really interesting mental model or epiphany that I had through the second epiphany that I had through um, the workshops. Mm -hmm. You mentioned leveling up. I think that part, like leveling up our work, but making it also easier for the students that we were coaching, because as you said, I'm going this way, or I have tried this step, it might work for you. So being able to like guide what I call in a very specific and meaningful way. So the student who thought or who found your experience relevant and they adapted it, they made, a pro they made progress. You know, they, they did something, they evolved their, their podcasting work. And I think this is where we deepened the, the relationship, like as coaches. So it's a one, like there is a leveling up, but there is also the ability to step-by-step step through our work and guidance and experience, help others move forward. And I think that's where people relate with coaches. And this is where the relationship gets deeper. I mean, I'm learning from you every time you share something, not on a call or not on the workshop, also when you publish your podcast. It's, it's a continuous process. It's also, yeah, we are learning together. We are learning from each other. And we are creating our work. Yeah, and I think so... The mental model or the framework there, I think, is something that I would like to continue to keep in mind um, that I think the chances for for so many of us, people that have a portfolio career, that there's ways that you can support people 
along the way that will be supported to you as well. So it doesn't have to be an official workshop, um, but it can just be, hey, let's have a weekly, weekly call it mastermind. It can be very informal, but you may think that it's not as helpful to you initially, but it actually really is. So that was a big takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. And speaking about leveling up, there is something else we did as coaches, which is quite unique. Uh, you and I have been in other Akimbo workshops and we have experience with the community, but I think that was something unique. And I think it was initiated through empathy. How can we help others? But also because we've had experience, we, like, we have been on the same journey. So we knew our needs and that helped us identify easily the needs of others. And I guess what I'm thinking about is, which I think speaks to the mental model you are talking, is that because we are on the journey, we can see, like, we can see the steps, we can see the faces, right? So when someone starts as a student, we've been there, uh, you are learning a lot, you are trying. It's, it's quite tough because it's, we are at the beginning of the learning curve. But then we start building some things. But we continue to need guidance and support and we continue to learn things because podcasting is one of these skills that you continue to build all the time. It, it's not like one thing you learned and that's it. It, it evolves. Yeah, and I think um, seeing the parallels with this between other areas of work that I've done too, it's the similar type of way of you can always there be, can usually always be there to support other people, but then also there's additional ways to continue to level up. So whether that's asking your boss, your collaborator, somebody that you really look up to, um, to say, hey, I'm interested in taking another next step, or I'm interested in, I see an opportunity, I see a problem, can I experiment with this? So I think that that's, that's a, a mental model or a takeaway that, uh, you know, saw in the workshop space that I know that also then applies to call it freelance work, corporate work, et cetera, project work. But it's also, it's a differentiator. Like you and I did not have to, we did not even think of asking Seth, Seth Godin and Alex Di Palma because they, they gave us the freedom. They wanted us to create. They wanted us to lead. Uh, they did not check on us to see what we are doing. So we said, we want to do the mastermind calls. Let's, let's do them. We want to continue with the go, go, go. Yeah, go. And that's a lesson, whether someone is developing a workshop or they're in corporate or they do training, like giving what I call freedom within the framework we operate, freedom for people to lead because you created, you know, and you study with the mastermind course and you distribute the content, which is really valuable to those who cannot attend. So there is as asynchronous learning. So there is so much that if someone, let's say Seth and Alex had said, well, this is the curriculum, we don't do that, we wouldn't have explored any of that. And I think that's a big lesson for me. Corporate, freelancing, workshop builder, like define what we want to do, but give flexibility and freedom for people to contribute because this is how we make things better. Yeah, and I think, but we learn that after the fact, right? So yeah. after, uh, we learn by doing, but I think the takeaway there also is uh, so often we look for projects that are um, work or relationships that may have call it different metrics of call it pay, call it status or some other kind of shiny object. But what's most important is to think about, you know, the people and the potential to develop real relationships with people 
and that are interested in, to your point about your best interest. So uh, I feel like that is something that I've continued to focus on more and more is it's the people that you, that you work with because, hey, that's what you're doing day to day, but also they're the people that could take you to the next level if you're interested in that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so after all this, or somehow in between all these things of coaching and continuing uh, being involved very actively with the alumni community, they go together. So basically every cohort was graduating. We started building the, the community and leading the way we could and including others and also coaching. And uh, somewhere there <laughs> during this time, as we are continuing to podcast, uh, you know, on our own shows, we started exploring the idea of building a workshop, creating, building something new. How would you say that uh, this idea came about? I think he sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's a classic example of just one email that can uh, spark a conversation and spark ideas and, and opportunities. And I I think one key takeaway for that when I also think and talk about one email away is uh, when you are sending, call it an important email, it's to lead with an opportunity um, as opposed to or lead with an idea as opposed to let's have a call. And not to say that the, that's not a bad thing, but leading with opportunities and ideas and is, I think, leads to more action and in a more meaningful conversation. So that's what we ended up doing and end up having. Um, but I think you sent me the first email. Yes. And I think it was, it probably arrived in your inbox, maybe a day or a couple of days after you had received an email or you had talked with Morgan. So a couple of things happened there. Can you talk to us about this? Because I think that's crucial. Well, I think, well, one, um, what Morgan did is extremely, extremely rare, extremely, extremely precious, which is uh, encouraging people and providing them, letting them see what you can't necessarily really see because you're in the weeds and are in the middle of it, um, but to provide a roadmap um, for somebody. So that's what Morgan did was say, David, I think, you know, leading a workshop, some kind of mastermind would be really great. Mm -hmm. Here's the types of skills that are involved in it. Um, I think you're really good at that. I see a big opportunity because of podcasting is generally uh, a solo opportunity, uh, solo endeavor. I think you should really look into doing this. So that's a, a generous, generous, generous email with no strings attached, just saying, I see this. I think that you should do this. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a confession. I might, I don't think I've shared this before. So when we first met, like after a day in June of 2018 and met, like, you know, you contributed to my post, you listened to my recording, vice versa. I thought to myself, here is a person I want to to do something with, like to to partner with, to do something with, but I did not know. And before I had this idea that it was last, uh, you know, summer, um, I had been thinking about, okay, where are the opportunities? Because I could see how you work, like your work, your ethics, but also your posture, like your professional posture, and then your generosity and empathy towards people, right? So for me, these are the key criteria for a, like what I call you know, partner, a co-founder uh, in, in any work we do. But it was the idea. I think this is the important thing now. 
it was the specific idea based on what we what we were observing from our own experience being podcasters but also observing others like where are what I call the pain points or where are the needs the opportunities the gaps that we could help each other could help ourselves uh, or if we had this when we started that you know the journey would be easier so it was and I think when we started talking it was about where like which problem are we going to solve where is the gap what did we want to have eight months ago that we did not have? And you remember the first discussions were a lot about where are the pain points? How could we make that not easier, but how could we help podcasters keep moving beyond the eight episodes that everybody drops out? Yeah. So one thing that, you know, kind of through that design process that we did with um, some other supporters in the Akimbo team is to was also to really make things a lot easier and slim things down, um, the workload. And I think so often, and this has parallels to other type of work, whether it's being a, a founder or an entrepreneur, it's sometimes we always you know, think too big or think too much as opposed to what are the pain points and what is small and what is basic. And I think that that really started to take a lot of pressure off of it having to be perfect. And I think also a lot of times, Sometimes part of the solution and part of the um, value proposition is just you and just being there as a person. Um, so that was a, definitely a takeaway that that I and it, it's hard because you know sometimes we think that we're not good enough or that we have to come with more value and stuff. But yeah. sometimes the the takeaway is you are good enough, and if people are interested, that's the sign right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, because when we started putting things together and building like the different pieces, like the framework of what we would like to help with or to support with, it was quite comprehensive, but also multifaceted. And then with the guidance from uh, the Akimbo team, we basically created like the, the better version, the lean version. What is the first one? And for me, that was also the big learning, uh, the big takeaway, together with what you said, David, uh, which is... You remember that we start running this thing and like we did not have to do a lot to me and like things worked out and we did not have to intervene a lot. And that was, that was the most surprising, but this is also an indication now that like after the fact, this is an indication that things are working because when we start, we're always thinking, Where can we bring more value? Where can we do this and that? Because like the value was in taking a lot of complexity out and even like our like contribution, we had we were contributing by building it and we'll talk about how we were building it. But the peer coaching, the way that we had put together the different, you know, pieces of work, the modules and everything, clear, simple, straightforward. It took them, what, 30, 15 minutes, you know, to figure it out. And then, so the process, the process was very lean and simple and made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The takeaway on the, and just to be clear on the advanced pilot workshop, podcasting mm-hmm. workshop that we ran um, last uh, fall of 2019, mm-hmm. fall and winter. Yes. Um, so I think what's really interesting about kind of creating your own workshops is also then, uh, again, there's a lot of different formats and flexibility, but also then it's an, another way to develop 
incremental new skills. And that I think was a really incredible learning experience. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, as we're building out the portfolio and as we're building, uh, it's really important just to think about what are the adjacent little skills that are around the things that you've done. So for me, this was not a, I mean, it was a leap, but it was not a brand new market, brand new sector in another country. It was related. So I think that that's really important as you're thinking about building your portfolio career is what's another next step? Uh, what is something that's a little bit related to what you're doing that uh, will help you develop your work further and also your skills? I like, that, I like that you said adjacent. It was exactly that. It was adjacent, leveraging skills and experience, and then acquiring new and doing some things that we had not done before, like our Friday evening, uh, what, what have we observed? What do they need? What else can we help them with so they can, you know, keep moving their work forward? Oh, let's build this. And then like on the go, like we were improvising on the go, which is takes a little bit of a, it's a skill, you know, not everybody can do that. And you remember you were started talking about what we noticed, what you noticed. Then I was saying, I noticed this. Okay. What, what, what can we make out of this? So we basically, we really like learned from the experience, uh, and then, tried something additional, but within, yes, within our um, skills, I felt I was stretching a little bit myself, but not to the extent that it was something completely new, but I actually had a lot of fun. I love that. <laughs> yeah. The videos on the go, um, yes. that, that that's great stuff. And I think, again, it goes back to, if you're looking to create a workshop, think about having the foundation and then improvising along the way, as opposed to giving everything and right away. And then, you know, you don't have as much flexibility and also it allows to be, to provide more value and customer service to the people that you seek to serve. Yes, because we were addressing their needs as we were seeing them. Because if we had everything pre-developed and pre-recorded, we wouldn't have this opportunity, right? But now we were really thinking about, okay, where can we bring them more value? Not what video can we do next? What do they need? Where can we help them level up? This, this were like we were really like developing by observing them, and I think that's a way to. How do you make a very relevant and useful? Because that's what they needed. And again, David, I think that's the simplicity. Like, what is the next step? A podcasting journey is massive. You know, things you do when you're in the first month, first year, and then ten years is a completely different game. What is the next uh, step for the people now, based on where they are on the journey, and how we? as the creators, but also being on the journey a few steps ahead, help them to take the next step and improve yeah. something. I think, I think that's an important thing. It's customer service and it's where the value is. Yeah. I think another uh, takeaway um, from creating that workshop is you have to be ready. And I feel that uh, you have to be ready. There's a lot of activation energy. So uh, I think a lot of times it's important to give yourself some some room um, and some flexibility to be able to spend a lot more time in this if you want. Uh, but there is that kind of activation energy, that emotional labor that you're putting into a brand new project. So I think that that's another takeaway that I have about, you know, whenever starting a new project, you know, that first next step or two may seem a little bit easier, but there's a lot of other things behind it because you're building it. So I think 
I'm, you know, it's been about two years. There's probably about another, we could have another like six hours to talk about these topics. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, in summary, I'm hearing a little bit of like, as a student, again, it depends on the type of workshop, but as a student, a workshop is a great place to explore ideas, meet new people, create at least some drafts, body of work, build some confidence in a safe space. Um, as a coach or call it a guide or a facilitator, you can uh, f- further develop your work and also support other people that are just a couple of steps behind you. And that's a really amazing type of dynamic. And then also to, if you're creating a workshop, um, it's similar to, to some extent in it um, as a entrepreneur, a business owner of, you know, starting small and think about what is the near-term kind of problems that you can solve and then eventually growing over time. Mm-hmm. This last part, I think, is especially now as we're talking about portfolio career and building our career around projects, uh, makes me think that the better workshop we developed last year, the advanced podcasting, you know, was one project. You know, we can continue with the same by evolving it into a full-blown workshop. We could uh, develop something from it, like build from it, or it can be something entirely different. And I think as we look at the journey of building our career, you know, like one project at a time, we can never know that, you know, this will lead there and this will go there. It might work this way. It might help us in this way. The, the opportunity is to keep learning and like advancing skills and gaining experience and then keep like leveling up, like leveling up skills, leveling up work and the contribution to the people that we serve. And then I think that's that's a little bit of the path because I don't know what workshops we could be building, you know, later this year or in two years. There's no way we will know that because it's our work. Our project will lead us. And that's the I think that's the beauty of the portfolio career. There is tension with that. So we have to be at ease with the fact that we don't know exactly what it's going to look like uh, in terms of the workshop. But it's as long as we keep evolving it and put our heart and soul in each project, I think that's the path forward. Mm, I love that. Perfect takeaway of that the work will lead you and just to keep inching along, leveling up, look for opportunities. Is there anything else that you think that we missed, Maria, before, you know, if somebody's listening to this and that has a portfolio career or is excited about impact learning, is there any other, call it micro action, something that somebody could look to do in the next day or two? I'm not sure if it's a next day or two, but it is about finding people who appreciate your work and your ideas. Like uh, if I had not met you, David, and if we had not done the work together in the fellowship and within the community, I'm not sure if I would have created the different pieces and made the contributions. So an important thing is we think a lot about our portfolio career and career as projects and work. I think it's worth thinking also of the human factor. Like, who are the people? I'm asking myself this question now every day. Who are the people that appreciate, embrace, cherish, contribute to my ideas? They want to help me learn. And like, they want to create what I call a mutual, like deep relationship. So if if someone wants to take a step tomorrow, I would sit down and write, like, who are the people... uh, that I've met through, you know, social network, through work. Who are these people that meet this kind of um, 
criteria, or I, I can think of them and describe them the way I describe. The, my description was exactly how I thought about, uh, you know, you. When I said, I'd like to work and partner with this person, these were the things that I wrote down. What are the things that David does? Not only what you do, as like, how could you, like, how do you complement what I do? How do you build on my ideas? How do we help each other? I think we need to think about career as projects and people. Beautiful. Love that. Thanks for the kind words. Right back at you. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, please let listeners know where they can uh, learn more about your work. So they can listen to Impact Learning on any platform they like to listen to their podcasts. And they can also find me on LinkedIn. Amazing. Thanks so much, Maria. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Hey, friend. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. Wanted to also let you know about my monthly newsletter called One Email Away, where I fundamentally believe that we are all one email away from new opportunities. And if there's a way that I could potentially help you to connect with other people, I would love to do that. So one email away, um, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. You can also see the one email away section, but just want to take this moment to say thank you for, for listening to this episode. Really excited for us to build and grow our portfolio careers together. 